Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we've got podcast series and content on various subjects, including mental health, football, serial killers, films, TV, conspiracy theories, music, and more. All our shows available in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation and all the usual podcasting apps. Today's show, a little bit different. So in a, one of my favorite series to record is episode number 11 of Unscripted and Uncensored, where I don't really have a run-through or a script. The questions and the talking points are sent in by the people on uh, email, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, away we go, see where the conversation goes. My guest today, eight-time amateur Welsh champion, three-time British champion, also represented Wales at the 2015 Commonwealth Games, professional record of 9-0, and I think. 10-0, 10 10-0, I was going to say, I knew that was going to be out of date then. Please, uh, please welcome Welsh boxing sensation. Future world champion, in my opinion, Mr. Cody Davis. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. Good to have you on, mate. So we got there eventually. We've been trying to uh, get you on for a while, but constantly training. See, it's, that's the problem. Yeah, flat out, man. Making way. We've got a big fight coming up now on the on the week Saturday. So um, all my time is spent in the gym and, and out on the road. So yeah, we're finally here now today. So um, let's get it done. Yeah, let's get it done. See what the people uh, see what the people are going to ask you this. People that generally have been, when I've had like yourself and I had Gavin Gwynn on and a couple of the Welsh boys from UFC and Cage Warriors, people have been quite kind to to the fighters. So I don't know whether it's because they're fighters or what, but like mm-hmm. I had uh, Roger Giggs on and they weren't so kind to him. Like they asked him loads of questions about his brother and stuff, but he was good sport. Like and he, uh, he had plenty to say, he was good. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the fighters, uh, people seem to be kind. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. So, yeah, you know, you, like you said, 10-0, and 0, representing Wales at the uh, Commonwealth Games. 
So you are you all set for your fight now? Week Saturday as we record. Yeah, I'm all this, set. Yeah, my um, my weight's down. My weight's down nice and low. My fitness is up nice and high. Everything's going good. Uh, me and Gavin's been working day in day out. As you can see from my social media, no no stones been left unturned. So we're um, we're more than ready to go now. Come come February twenty two. Yeah, it's a, it's some big fights on that day. Jeez, I was going to say it's going to be it's a day for boxing. That is right. The um. So yeah, like a lot of the questions, we had a, quite a few questions which were like repeat questions where the same people are asking the same yeah. stuff. But um, I think about 10 people asked like, do you get nervous before fights or is it more like the run up to it? Um, yeah, of course you get nervous. I, I believe that if, if somebody says they don't get nervous, they're lying. You know, it's, a massive, it's a massive test for, you know, you're testing yourself in front of, in front of thousands of people, hundreds, hundreds and thousands of people. So you know, of course you're gonna get nervous. Anything can happen in the Boston ring, but it's you gotta make your, your nerves work for you and, and that's exactly what you do. So yes, yeah, it's, it's more of an excite it's more of an exciting nerves than than a negative energy. Yeah, do you get anything particularly you use like to control your nerves or it's just a mental thing? Uh, yeah, I, I used um faith a lot growing up, you know, growing up as an amateur, flying around all around the world, you know, being on your own and stuff like that. I use I use faith and use God to bring to bring me through my tough times back then. Um, obviously that's still a massive part of my life now. Um, but yeah, I've I've kind of I've kind of I kind of welcome the nerves now. So it's not so much a bad thing for me. It's it's more of a it's more of a good thing. If I'm nervous, I feel good. I know I'm gonna I know I'm gonna perform. Yeah, like a lot of like the fighters and the footballers which I've spoken to, they've said like the, the, a lot of the time the nerves help them focus on the you know the job at hand or the task which is coming up. Like. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you, you find out, especially when you're sparring or, or training before you fight. The times when you're non-nervous, the times when you're a little bit lackadaisy. You know, when you're when you're nervous, it's like it's like an electrical current flowing through you. You're sharp, you're fast, and and the, the nerves definitely out a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I watched um, I watched your fight with Chelly again. Every time I say Chelly, I keep thinking of uh, Chev Chelly. Also, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a film with um, Jason Statham. It's like a bit one of his early films but every time i hear his name i think of that bloody character but um, yeah. i was watching that fight again like and um it's a really interesting fight because the first round or two he looks quite strong and then once you you kind of got knocked down but not really like i watched it a couple of times the knockdown and like it wasn't like a, a knockdown where you were in any trouble like you were straight up and you know, there was, yeah, it was, a, it was a flash like knockdown. That. You know, you, you can't beat her on the bush. I got, I got knocked down. It was a flash knockdown. It was nothing serious. But yeah, like, like when we go back to nerves, then coming to that fight, I wasn't, I wasn't very nervous. So, you know, when I got called in the second round, I got put down a flash little knockdown. It kind of woke me up a little bit then. And, and the spark, the spark was back then. It was ready for action. Yeah. And you, you, I think you, you dominated the fight after it, pretty much from the knockdown onwards. It was, you know, it was a close fight. But um, and it's a really good fight as well to watch. Like, but um, you know, you dominated the fight from then. Yeah. Is that one of your uh, is that one of your favorite fights since turn, turning pro? Um, yeah, definitely. In in you know when when you prepare, when you prepare for a fight, your first couple of fights when you're fighting journeymen is is you know it's, it's not it's no great deal of danger. It's no great risk going into a fight when you're fighting a journeyman, as every boxer does when they when they first turn pro. I was fighting Zach Chelly, he's an undefeated prospect himself, so. That's when you know you really start to engage them mentally. So yeah, I definitely, um, definitely enjoyed the preparation for that fight. Learned a lot about myself and yeah, performed and got a win. And now we're moving on. 
so yeah one of the questions is actually um what is like your favorite fight that you've had either in the amateurs or the since you turned pro is there one which sticks out in particular where you like just look back and just think that was wild or that was good like just something you enjoyed about it no there's not really a particular fight that stands out for me every fight is you know it's a fight at the end of the day it's, it is what it is it's how I do my living so it's how I do my living so no, not, 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 not particularly not one single fight I enjoy them all equally especially when um, you know when you perform you, you have a good fight like when I, boxing the O2 was nice boxing over in LA that was great but yeah on the whole all fights, you know, they, they all mean they all mean the same amount to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I can box and be put on these big stages and, and happy days. Yeah, I suppose like for like people like me or other people who are just you know they're watching them, they wanna they wanna see like a good fight or whatever and exciting fight. But for you, is I suppose this you like you're just on this journey where you're just trying to get to the top. So you're just working through each fight. It's just it's almost like a rung on the ladder, isn't it? As you get to where you want to get. Yeah, exactly. You're the nail on the head there when you said journey. It's, it's, it's a journey. You know, fans pay, they pay their hard-earned cash to come and see entertaining knockouts and things like that. But when you're in the ring yourself, all you care about is a win. Whether you whether you got to be in the most boring fight ever or the, the worst, most barbaric fight ever, it doesn't matter. You do what it takes to get a win. So sometimes styles don't mix and, and the fights are boring. Uh, but at the times they mix styles, styles make fights as you know, and sometimes they mix and it makes for a great fight. But from a fighting's point of view, it's all about the W, and that's that's you know that's why we're in there, whether it's born or not. That's what that's what we did to do. Yeah. Well, um, what's what's more satisfying, like a, a like a big KO or just completely outboxing someone over twelve rounds? Um, I say they're probably equally as satisfying, although they're massively different results. You know, I've had first round knockouts and I've had. Results where I've boxed the ass off my opponent for for the entire duration, and they both um, they both go. You know, it's nice to it's nice to go to the later rounds and give give your guy a complete boxing lesson and and show showcase what you can do. But it's also nice to have a nice early finish. You know, get out with the fans and enjoy the night and enjoy the rest of the boxing. Then we have fans, and obviously, there's less chance of picking up injuries and things like that than with the early finishes. So you know, they both have their benefits and they both have their their rewards. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I always imagine, like I asked, uh, like Gavin Gwynn, I asked some of the UFC guys, like the wherever they go, like and wherever you go, like the Welsh come in their thousands to watch wherever the fight is. Like, do you um, like after you've obviously you've been doing like a weight cut and that, and then you have the fight. Do you like are you able to go and have a few beers and chill out after the fight straight away, or have you got to wait? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have a few beers, but yeah, I'm, I'm always always grateful to see my Welsh supporters. Um, when I, bought, I boxed over in LA a couple of fights ago and brought some Welsh over there with me, Simon Waite and his, his wife Tracy, you know, they travelled all the way over there to watch me. So, you know, he's, he's more than willing to go and have a drink with them after a the fight. You know, he's on the spring wall, obviously. But yeah, it's great to go out and see all the fans. And um, it's, it's humbling, it's really humbling to, to, to travel. It's like I'm going to London now in, in a couple of weeks, I've sold all my tickets. And it's, it's humbling, it's touching to have everybody follow me and be interested in my career. So, yeah, the least I can do is go and spend some time with them. That's what I love doing. Yeah, the Welsh, they love, tra- love travelling, don't they? Like, for boxing, football, rugby, whatever it is, they'll, uh, they go in their hundreds. Yeah. So, um, where's that question I was going to ask? So, one of the more trickier questions, I guess. It's the not even trickiest. But uh, sometimes people don't like answering them. But we always get the same type of question. It's like uh, they say, who's the biggest tosser in boxing? So some people uh, no. don't like ask. Some people 
don't like answering it. Some people do. I just ask it and people send it in. Yeah, that, that's not really a question which I'm going to answer. You know, each to their own. A lot of people yeah, like, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people dislike a lot of people, but it is what it is. Now, I'll, I'll skip that question. No, yeah, it's fair enough. I, like I say, people just send them in and I just ask them. Yeah, but, normally. Uh, if people, do you know what that is? That is, they, especially with the fighters, they always ask that question. And I think it's like they're trying to stir up like a bit of a bit of controversy or like a bit of a bit of a rivalry with other fighters. Sure it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Always ask them. Um, that is a good one. What um, what makes Gavin such a good coach? Um, speak for yourself, really. He's a former world champion himself. He's done it all before. You know, he's he's done weight cuts. He's he's won titles. He's done everything which I'm doing. So to have somebody pass on the experience to me. You know, he's, he's got a wealth of knowledge, obviously. He trained, you know, for years with Enzo Calzaghi, Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year. He's also trained with Gary Lockett, a successful trainer, and now he's he's passing all that knowledge and, and more knowledge that he's learned along his, along his journey onto me. So I can be more grateful. He's done, like I say, he's done everything which I'm trying to do. So there's no better person I can learn from. What, um, what made, oh, Alan Jones... Our mutual friend was. He said, um, yeah. "What made you make the choice not to turn pro at heavyweight?" Uh, he said he remembers having a chat with you when Craig went against Stalker, and he said, "Was it a personal choice or was it from advice from Gavin?" Um, it, it, I was never going to turn pro as a heavyweight because um, you know, as an amateur, heavyweight is ninety-one kilograms as a pro. That's cruiserweight. So if I was going to stay the same weight, it would have been cruiserweight anyway. But it, it it just boils down to the my height really. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not a cruiserweight, you know. Um, although I carry the weight well and I carry the weight well growing up and and um, through the amateurs, you know, I boxed boxed the heavyweights through the amateurs and I was very successful. But you know, as a pro, it's different. You get a day before weigh-in, which is a massive difference. You know, I've got you're fighting for longer rounds, which is another massive difference. You know, the training is way more intense than uh, as it is as an amateur. So. Naturally, my weight was starting to drop anyway, and then, you know, Gavin, Gavin, and myself agreed to try to try and box at light heavyweight. Make that we made that, and then um, we was very comfortable there. So, the the natural progression from there on out is to go back down to super middleweight, where I was when I was um, doing my GCSEs in school, and that's where I'm at now. You know, I couldn't be feeling better. I'm in great condition physically and mentally, and yeah, thanks to Gavin, I've got also got a nutritional and conditioning trainer, Russell Smith from Comcan, who's, who's helped me along the way. Um, I got help from 420, the 420 shop in Gafili who's providing me with supplements and also PAS Nutrition and Darren Campbell who's providing me with, with supplements so yeah I've got everything in place to be to make super middleweight and feeling strong so why not do you think you'll stay stay super, super middleweight now yeah I mean there's going to be a time where I'm going to have to move up the light every and stay there when, when I start maturing a little bit more but as it stands now I'm young enough and fresh enough and I'm feeling good enough to make super middleweight so that's what I'm going to continue to do Shout. Um, let's have a look. I'm trying to see navigate all these questions. Oh, yeah. Outside of uh, Joe Kazagi, who do you think is the greatest Welsh boxer of all time? You know, there's there's some great fighters in Wales. They always has been, and I'm sure they always will be. Um, personally, obviously, Joe Kazagi's top tops the list. Um, that speaks for itself. Um, I think I think Brian Kazagi is obviously personally for me is Gavin Reese. Now, he's done it all before. He's my trainer. And it is what it is. That's that's my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It's gone. I was going to follow up with something like completely gone, gone from me. Um, obviously, you were under uh, D- 
David Hay promotions for a bit, wouldn't you? And yeah. then you're under Frank Warren now, aren't you? Um, was there any particular reason why you changed over? It was just a sort of natural progression. Yeah, that was done natural progression as well. I think the plan with David Hay was to beat Tony Bellew and move on to some big fights and, and bring bring us through with him. Obviously, that didn't go to plan when he lost against Bellew. So, you know, he went a little bit quiet and we was left in no man's land. So it was a joint decision for my managers and myself and trainer to move move with Joe Joyce to um, Frank Warren. That's where I'm at now. And yeah, I'm looking to to stay active or get active and, and remain there and carry on. Good shout. Um so a couple of people asked, what does POG stand for in your social media profiles? POG means property of God. There you go. I thought it was, but I thought a couple of people asked. Yeah, so you're quite, um, sounds like you, you've got a lot of like faith and stuff, which you don't always come across like in the UK as much. I think I've noticed it more with, with fighters, which I've spoken to, than, than perhaps I do with people generally. But like obviously... Yeah over in America and stuff, it's more, you know, it's more common. People are a bit more religious and stuff. Is that, that you, I think you should just said then, that's something which you've kind of grown up with all, all the way. Did that come in to your life when you started fighting as an amateur and, and as a kid or was it, was it always there? It's, it's always been a, it's, it's always been instilled within me. Um, my parents growing up kept my mind open. You know, I was able to make my own decisions and follow my own path. And I I followed the path of of Christianity. You know, I didn't I didn't go to church until I was about seventeen or eighteen, and I took it upon myself to go. Then um, met a past my pastor, who's Pastor Peter from Korea. He gave me some we done Bible studies for about six or seven months. I I took the plunge then. I got baptized, and you know I haven't really looked back. You know it, everything got shaken when when I I lost my sister. Obviously, my religion and and my 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 life in general was shaken there. But you know, I feel um, I feel kind of a strength now, and and the presence now, talking about religion. So yeah, I think it's 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 slowly coming back into my life, and and I'm sure it'll be stronger than ever within no time. Yeah, I um. So I, there was a question which I thought of actually earlier on when I, like just when I was kind of getting ready for it was we got um I do a series where mental health in sport where we speak to kind of athletes about the pressures on you know young young people coming into sport as professionals or even people retiring why do yeah. you think um like boxers and fighters in particular they do seem to struggle when they retire um do you, do you can you put your finger on anything which in in particular why that is or is it do you think yeah, it's just I, like I, a competition I, I think thing it's not a competition i think when you're a boxer or a fighter um your life is is overrun by by the sport, you know, from the, the minute my eyes open in the morning to the minute they shut and like all that's on my mind is training. What what session I got next? What I'm eating next? What run I'm doing? What you know? What what protein I need? What, what coach I'm going to train with? Every single thing throughout, throughout the whole day is to do with the sport. So I think when you retire and you, you separate yourself from boxing, you know, a lot of people turn to training like Gavin. A lot of people turn to other things, but I think when you completely separate yourself from from boxing after after doing it for so long. I always say in my in my social media posts, it's not a nine to five job, it's a twenty four seven job. So when you step back from that, there's obviously a massive difference. It's, it's probably just like starting all over again. So a lot of them turn to turn to the bad things in life, like the pub and drinks and drugs and stuff like that. A lot of them turn to to training like Gavin. And you know, it's, I think it's just down to who you are as a person. I, I I believe that I'll I'll you know after I finish boxing, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the game and and teach teach the younger generation 
teach younger generations and stuff and, and give them the opportunity that I've got now working with Gavin. So yeah, I'm going to pass on my knowledge and, and um, go from there. Yeah, I think, you know, it's not just boxers. You know, it's, I think it's a lot of professional athletes in general because they put so much into it from a, a young age that, you know, when the retirement comes or particularly if the retirement's enforced through like an injury or something like that, it's going, you know, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? And like you say, yeah, of course. It's uh, it's kind of on the person. Then, do you um? So growing up, were you all about boxing, or did you, you know, do any other sports? Yeah, growing up, I I was, you know, my dad had me punching bags when I was seven, eight years old in the garage, but I never really followed through with it. I never really took it seriously until I was about eleven or twelve. I was um, I was a keen footballer. I was a, I was a keen rugby player. I've always been into sports. And um, you know, I I just I decided one day after watching um, watching Joe Calzaghe boxing on the TV at at home. You know, my my old house was buzzing. You know, I decided there and then that's what I wanted. So my dad built me a gym in the garden, and, and here I am now. That's awesome, that is. Do you um, do you follow MMA as well as boxing, or do you tend to just follow boxing? Uh, to be totally honest, with you I don't follow boxing. I don't follow any. I don't watch boxing. I don't really like watching boxing. You know, I see the headlines. I see what's on Instagram and that. But apart from that, I'm not really. I'm not one to sit down and watch fights. You know, only the big fights. I watch the big fights. I like watching, you know, the the slick south pose and stuff like that. But boxing on in general, and I don't really like watching it. Ah, uh, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Because like obviously, like you say, like your life is twenty four seven boxing. So you kind of from the outside, you assume, you know, you'd watch a lot of boxing. It's yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. It's complete opposite for me. But I suppose in some ways, like when you're not training and you're not fighting, you want might want. I suppose you want to get away from it a bit and like just kind of get your head like get your head away from it. But then. If you're doing it all the time, you can't do that either. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, so obviously there's uh, Fury and uh, Wilder's coming up. I think that's on the twenty second as well. Yeah, um, that's gonna follow. That's gonna follow on the card. That I'm unboxing obviously on BD Sport. That's gonna yeah. follow on on the program after that. So so yeah, it'll be a big night of boxing. Who you got? Fury, hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. I don't, you know, well, I think Wilder's, you know, he's got so much power in he, but like. I just think when I look at the two of them and I just think Fury's such a talented boxer as well as his obviously his size and his reach and all the you know, all those other like physical traits. He's just he's a genuinely talented boxer and I think people sometimes forget that and they don't give him enough credit for, for how good of a boxer he is. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly right. I think it'd be an interesting fight. Do you think um I had this question literally about fifty times? Soon as it, like back when we first announced that you were going to come on the show, I've had this yeah. same question emailed or texted to me. A lot of it by my friends as well, like different friends texted me. And they said, who's he think out of uh, AJ and Fury? And I was like, I'll ask him. So there. Yes, it's, it's a good question. Um, I've tra- I trained alongside AJ up in Sheffield for a couple of years on Team GB. And um, you know, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen them both work at... At the highest level, I, I just think that Fury's boxing brain is far superior to any of the heavyweights out there, and I just think that he's he's going to be too too good, just too fluid, too fluid, too much of a mover and too much of a of a, of a boxing brain on him. I think he's too much of a of a thinker for any of the heavyweights to be fair. Yeah, I I, I think so, and I you know I'll go on your opinion more than mine, but I think that's the what I was thinking. Um, like 
you know, but then with the heavyweights, particularly, but you know, with any fight, you know, whether it's boxing or MMA, is there's always a chance for whoever's fighting. And when you are fighting like those high levels, it's going to be, you know, anyone can anyone can yeah, take of course. It. You know, especially in the heavyweight division, you know, and, and then boxing gloves are tiny, the tennis gloves, so anything can happen there. It's just you know, it's just whether whether the the whether Fury's boxing brain and boxing skill has the longevity to go the twelve rounds without getting caught. But you know, it's true you got a chin, you can get back up from a massive from the biggest puncher in boxing. So, you know, I just don't think there's no beating him to be fair. Yeah, like when you think he got up from that knockdown, it's you can't see saying that like AJ's had a few uh, few big punches, haven't he, over there over the years, like so yeah, you yeah. never know, but I, I tend to go with the with that. Um obviously today, uh just I I'll finish off now with a couple of non boxing yeah, questions. Carry on, mate. Yeah, feel free. But I was gonna just ask you because I just saw it just before we come on, was um Gavin Gwynn's uh being announced for a title fight coming up. Obviously that's gonna that's big for him coming back after he had lost to Joe uh, Joe Cordina. Do you um do you train much with Gavin or like you friendly with him and stuff? Yeah, we we good mates me and Gavin. We um we was on the Welsh boxing team together. We went to the Team GB selection process together. Um, we we tra- we we good we good buddies. Yeah, and um, yeah, I wish I wish Gavin all the best. Um, definitely, he's he works hard. He's a grafter. He's Welsh, and um, he's one of the boys. So yeah, I I, I hope that he wins. He's got a big task in front of him, um, as he know as I'm sure he already knows. But he, he works hard. He trains hard, and um, I know. Let's see if he can get a title and bring it back to Wales. Let's have it. Be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. Welsh, um, Welsh combat sports at the moment is just it's an exciting time. Like you got guys like you and Gavin, you got the MMA guys like Jack Marshman and Jack Shaw and uh, Brett Johns, O'Brien as well coming up. It's um, it's exciting to think that maybe you know in a couple of years there could be Welsh champions in MMA and boxing all over the shop. Yeah, it's definitely growing. Um, combat sports in Wales is really, really growing. I think it's down to you know, what we got, the facilities we got around you, you know, if you go, go to, you know, anywhere in England, any of the cities up there, you've got, like, there's basketball courts everywhere, there's running tracks everywhere, they, they've got a massive facility when it comes to sports. You come down to Wales, you've got weightlifting gyms, boxing gyms, MMA gyms, and that's it. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's obviously paying off, and, you know, people people are starting to, people are starting to get their names out there now. You know, Jack Shaw, um, Jack Marshman, Brett Johns, you know, all the boys you just mentioned there, all the boxes that are coming through now, it's a massive time for Welsh, for Welsh, for 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 in Wales, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Absolutely. If there was, if there's um, kind of one boxer, Welsh boxer, who you could name, uh, maybe younger than you or coming up, who people maybe not familiar with, who you think is going to go far, who would you yeah. say? Um, it's an unfair question to, to ask me to name one boxer because, like I just said, it's growing and I've been around all these gyms, especially up in Gavin's gym. You see these kids, these nine and ten-year-olds. They're, they're amazing. You know, they're outstanding. The talent they have is superior to far superior to what I've seen people my age. You know, you know, boxing all over the world. It's just whether or not they can stick out there, whether or not these kids yeah. can stick out from, from from where they are now and carry it all the way through to schoolboy level or junior level, schoolboy level, senior level, then turn pro and keep it going and going and going. You know, that's the tricky part. The tricky part is 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 getting past the time where you know they start going to school and start going out of school and the discos and the parties and the drinking and the girls. You have to try and knock down the head. And if they can do that, then there's going to box um, boxing, especially in Wales, will be will be 
thriving even more than it is now. The talent out there is amazing. Yeah, that's the that, I think that's the trick, and it? it is is with all sports is once kids reach like that kind of teenage teenage ages in high school, and it's whether they can stick at it, you know, from whether yeah. they're in academies in football or they're at, you know schoolboy level in boxing and stuff like that. It's trying to keep them keep them at it and got to have the dedication. On the street now. Yeah. Yeah, that was the phrase. I couldn't think of the phrase in my head. Um, all right, just to finish off, because I, I know uh, I don't want to keep you too long because you're, you know, you're in fight camp and I appreciate you uh, finding some time for me. Um, no problem, so we'll it's, a, uh, it's nice to be here. We'll do a couple of quick fire kind of non-boxing questions. Yeah, let's um, go. Cardiff or Swansea? Um, what are you talking about? Football? What are you talking football, about? Football, yeah, football. Cardiff or Swansea? I do not follow football in the slightest. I, 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 I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. All right, there we go. I'm going to edit I, I, that I, I, out. I'll have, to, I'll have to say Cardiff because it's closer to me, but that's the only reason why. That's good. That's good. Um, I was, so, a couple of questions then was like, well, about Welsh football, but I'll skip them because you don't follow Welsh, uh, you don't follow football, so it's like... No. Um, Conor McGregor, do you, uh, what's your opinion of him? Not necessarily in terms of like the away from the fight end, but just in terms of how he's changed the game, you know, for, for British and Irish fighters, particularly obviously more in MMA, but like just in terms of he's brought combat sports to to more people, if you like. 100%, yeah, it's inspiring. He's, he's obviously inspired millions of children, millions of people, you know, to, to, to get off their asses and get to the gym. He's made millions for him and his family and you can't fault the man as an athlete. You can't fault him. Anybody who's got a bad word to say about him as an athlete, then, you know, they obviously don't understand the meaning of what he's trying to do, which is to provide a life for him and his family, which he's obviously done tenfold. So, yeah, amazing guy. What he's done, what he's achieved is amazing. Outside the cage might be a different story, but my comments are, my, my question was for what he's like as an athlete, and that's 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 my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, and, and like at the end of the day, like when he was fighting in, I think, cage warriors just before he fought in the UFC, you know, he was completely skinned. He had nothing. So he was literally fighting for, you know, for like you say, for his family and for his security and that. And um, I think he's he's changed the game for the better for MMA fighters in terms of pay as well. Um, because I think when you compare the boxing and MMA, sometimes the MMA fighters on the lower rungs perhaps don't get the the pay that they deserve because, you know, any fighters that you're putting your life in, you know, you're putting your life on the line to a certain extent, every fight you have. And yeah, hundred percent. I think boxers and MMA fighters should get paid accordingly for that risk. hundred percent. You're the nail on the head there. And, and if you want to touch on that as well, you know, there's, there's boxers I know they sign with said promoters and, managers and you know the, the, I, I know boys who've had to pay they had to pay out their own pocket to, to be on a show to fight you know, it's disgusting if you ask me but yeah, that's, again that's my personal opinion that's down to these these you know there's the sleazebag people who's run, running this, the show behind the scenes not speaking from a personal experience but speaking from from my view from my friends you know they've had to pay out their own pocket to, to go and fight you know it's, I, I think that's bang out of order but you know it is what it is at the moment hopefully the boxing uh, the boxing scene will thrive beyond that, so people can can get what they deserve. Yeah, that is it's quite shocking, really, when you think of it. But 
it doesn't surprise me in the same way, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but it is. Um, all right, Cody, I appreciate you uh, joining me, mate. What? Um, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, firstly, I want to thank God for, I believe without God, none of these opportunities would be possible for me. Secondly, I want to thank um, my sponsors that I've written down here, 420, from Gafili, Top Spec Motors, Batch Plant, Chris McNeil Building Services, Man Made Gym Attire, The Valley Tavern, Simon Wake Trenching, Marmorous Barbershop, Empire Pro Tape, PAS Nutrition, and Gavin Thomas. I want to thank these guys for being on board my journey with me. And um, yeah, I can't wait again there on February 22nd and, and on the show for everybody. Yeah, and you, they, oh yeah, so uh, sorry. Here's the question: yeah, no. you can find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Cody Davis Seven. Same on Twitter and on on Facebook, Cody Davis, spelled with a K. Excellent. And then people can find your fight at BT, is it? Yeah, I'll be on BT. Yeah. Excellent, um, guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as of today uh, at AceCast underscore Nation, Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. All our shows are available. Video YouTube.com slash Podcast Nation and podcast platforms and radio apps everywhere uh three new shows a week monday wednesday friday please subscribe to the youtube channel because that's the best way to help us keep making good content and having awesome guests like cody and uh, some of the other people we've had on please like share the video and uh, leave a comment and tell us who we should get on next cody thank you for joining me mate really appreciate so, nice, buddy. Top man. nice to be here Cheers, Take Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.